Hello again, and welcome to another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where each week we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die. Discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. My name is Adam St. John. My name is Britt Reinhold-Hobson. And I am Joey Rogate. And today, for our final film... What? Of the season. Wild. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> we are doing Katsuhiro Otomo's Akira from 1988. This is not the first anime that's covered on this podcast, but it is, it is the first time that we three have covered an anime together. And boy, am I excited. But before that, I think we all have a couple of film recommendations for our audience and, uh, for this final episode of this season, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. So my recommendation came very organically while watching this. When um, the motorcycle slide happens in the beginning, I did the um, I did the the Leo point, and I said, "Oh shit, Kiki Palmer and Nope." So I'm recommending 2022's Jordan Peele's Nope. Absolutely stellar choice. And I will say that Nope was has influence from another anime, and that anime is Neon Genesis Evangelion. But I was so excited that uh, we got that slide in uh, in Nope. I, I did basically like throw my hands up and scream when I saw it. I get very excited when we get an Akira slide. Yeah, I, so I had seen Nope well before I saw Akira. And, but it's the second that happened, that was the first thing that popped into my head. So I figured that was a perfect recommendation because I don't have any other anime to recommend. It absolutely is. So I appreciate that. Nope was almost what we watched last night. It was almost. Oh, and really? so it would have been, it would have been really funny because this would have been the second time I think we would have randomly happenstanced the same recommend. Yeah. Been that would have been, been something. Um but so I'll keep mine in the same kind of um, horror esh, you know, kind of world. Uh, mine was not inspired by um, by Akira. I will say that I wanted. I was really, really positive that uh, I was going to recommend uh, Princess Mononoke because uh, I did watch that over the weekend. Oh, I you did. did. Um, uh, t- two things about that. One, it's my least favorite of uh, the Miyazaki films that I've seen. I've seen about six now, which. I am, I'm a little surprised that I feel that way. Also, I will say, uh, when the 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 success of Spirited Away in our household was such a um, such a joy to my four year old, and I blindly just told her to watch Princess Mononoke on her own. Um, she, uh, when I watched the movie, I now realize like that was bad parenting, bad parenting. <laughs> uh, people's Why? people's limbs and heads get lopped off. Um, a woman, yeah, oh, a woman sucks poisoned blood out of a wolf. Uh, I'm not surprised. Well, that sounds that dope. Stella um, was traumatized. <laughs> but she's not that. It's very funny that you say it's your least favorite. It's probably my favorite, um, which is not a surprise. I mean, Sin is just incredible, and I, I, I find I did it was the first. Um, 
it's not the first Ghibli film I've ever seen, but it was the first one that I saw on the big screen. I went because they always do the Ghibli Fest every year. So my husband and I went to go see uh, Princess Mononoke and it was incredible on the big screen. But also I can understand it's 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 a. It's a difficult one. Well, to and swallow. I think, and, I, and to be fair, I think it was just so not what I was used to from the other Miyazaki films that I had seen. And if I had mm-hmm. had time, my recommend probably would have been My Neighbor Totoro, but I didn't get to rewatch it, and I didn't want to just talk out of my ass. So my recommend this week um, is another movie that was is who knows when this comes out competing in the in the horror draft, and this is like the third time I've seen this movie, and this movie is sick. And so I'm recommending Host. Um, oh, so great. Uh, Host is so it, good. I can't even explain what a gem this was to get in COVID. Um, but yep. just, just for, it's an, it's an hour long, uh, seance over a zoom goes wrong. Shenanigans happen. Um, if you haven't watched it, like just do yourself a favor and watch it. It's great. It's so little of your time. And I, I, I don't gasp at movies, and I did twice last night because it just catches you, and it's, it's good. It's real good. Host. Rob Savage's host. That's my rec. Lock it in. A That's a great recommend. Great I'm, one. I'm really into both of these recommends. Um, I don't think either of you have seen my recommend. Uh, that That so is a recurring gonna... theme of the season. <laughs> I have a list you know, of, of movies to watch from the recommends, and it's all Brits. <laughs> you know, I just, I, 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 I'm just a weird one. Hold on, can I, I'm just a do you mind, because I have it pulled up, can I read through some of them that I just, and, and some yeah, of these absolutely. I have heard of, but Cyberpunk Runners, Mad God, Starry Eyes, Red Line, The Lure, The Queen of Black Magic, Pie Wacket, Lady in a Cage, and Inu O, is that my saying that last one right? Okay. I mean, I talk about what I think the real purpose, like it's either to like, if you haven't seen this yet, dumb, dumb, see it or like, like a real like hidden gem. You've hit Joey and I are like the, Hey, dumb, dumb. Why haven't you seen this movie yet? But you really come in with these like, like really like thought out, like, like hidden gem picks. Uh, which I gotta say, I, I gotta I gotta appreciate that. it because like, oh, it's great. <laughs> like, come on. Two weeks ago, I recommended Wild Things. Like, what what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's it's one of my favorite. I, dude, like, I didn't. You gotta go with what I can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did a Knight's Tale, and I've rewatched it like one and a half times <laughs> since. It's so good, though. I'm sitting here trying to figure out. I was like, no way is Inuo, literally I-N-U-O. And I'm like, I'm just going to play with Google and find out because I feel like an idiot. (laughs) It is. It's Inuo. It's It's like Rufio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Similar character. Dope. Uh, All right. For my film recommend, um, this is one that I have talked about on the podcast briefly before. You're like Toy Story. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I probably would never recommend Toy Story myself. Um, Not to say anything's wrong with Toy Story. It's just not my favorite. Uh, But I am going to recommend. I wanted to do something that was like in the sci-fi genre or in the cyberpunk genre. Because big surprise, I do love cyberpunk. So I thought about like Ghost in the Shell or Tokyo Gore Police or Strange Days. I also thought about um, like Little Nemo because it's the same production company as Akira. And finally, I settled on another anime. Big surprise, y'all. Um, from 
another person who that's extremely influential. So this is another Satoshi Kon movie. It is called Paprika. And it is incredible. A brief synopsis of it is when a machine breaks that allows therapists to enter their patient's dream is stolen. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Let me, I'm going to say that again one more time. When a machine that allows therapists to enter their patient's dream is stolen, all hell breaks loose. Only a young female therapist, Paprika, can stop it. If it sounds similar to uh, another movie that uh, called Inception, it is very similar to Inception. I would not be surprised if this was one of uh, one of the influences for it. And it's just so beautiful. And it was... And unfortunately, we lost Satoshi Kon when he was 44. So uh, we will get no more films from him. There are about four of them, and they are all absolutely stunning. So please, I highly recommend Paprika by Satoshi Kon. If I saw this word written out, would I say a paprika? Yes, you would say paprika, but it is paprika. Perfect. All right. That sounds awesome. I have, I have amazing. heard of this movie. So well, that's, that's good. Like, I got to say... Given some of the recommends, I I, I I like that I've heard of it. Show off. Well, have you nothing. have you heard of Tokyo Gore Police? Because that was an no. That second. one was like that one sounds like like you made it up almost. But that was great. I like, did like not. Hong did Kong bloodlust. I don't know. It was like it was just great. I was like Tokyo Gore Police. She's trying to see one of us be like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard of that, and she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> it came from this like techno gore era of of Japanese films. That's just incredible and there's another one called machine girl that's great where she gets like her arm gets put in a tempera thing and she has a tempera arm uh, anyways we Delicious. can cut that because uh today we are going to be talking about akira so why don't i move on to the director cast and crew oh i'm going to start this out by saying i'm trying i am trying with these names so please be gentle but i also understand if you are offended if i cannot say them don't worry i'm here to absolutely botch all of them so you're gonna sound like a pro we're gonna try we're gonna try friends um so this was directed by katsuhiro otomo the screenplay was by katsuhiro otomo and izo hashimoto it is based on akira by katsuhiro otomo it was the cinematography was by katsuji misawa it was edited by takashi Sayama. The music was by Soji Yamashiro. The production company is Tokyo Movie Shin, uh, Shinsha, and it was distributed by Toho. The actors are, as Kanada is Mitsuo Iwata, Tetsuo was Nozomu Sasaki, Kai was Mami Koyama, Colonel, uh, the Colonel is Taro Ishida, Ryu was Tesho Ganada. Dr. Onishi was Mitsuo Suzuki, oh, and Kaori was Yuriko Fuchizaki. I might have missed some. I definitely missed all of the um, the children, but I, I don't want to butcher their names, so I'm going to leave it there. Is there anybody else that you guys would like to call out? No. Oh, I think you were very yep, thorough. I think that's good. I think you got the. I think you got the main ones there. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, so for accolades and awards, this movie came out in 19 uh, in 1988 and uh, it did not come over to the West until 1989. It actually the first release of it was in December of 1989 and it was the week after uh, 
the week after The Simpsons aired for the first time. Unbelievable. Which, I, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I did find that in 1992, Akira won the Silver Scream Award at the Amsterdam Fantastic Film Festival. And it was also in 2007, one of the four nominees for the American Anime Awards of Best Anime Feature. But unfortunately, it lost to Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Is that a movie? That's a movie. It is a it is a movie. It is a movie about the Final Fantasy VII characters. And um, yes, I have seen Advent Til- Children. No, I do not recommend it. But I, I did enjoy it. Uh, very it's po- very popular video game, though. Super popular video game. I mean, I think Final Fantasy VII is arguably one of the most influential video games out there. Uh, there are a lot of people that would say Resident Evil 4 is. I might be one of those people, but... That's neither here nor there. We're not talking about either of these. We are talking about Akira. So did either of you guys find any reviews? You know, it seemed strikingly difficult to, especially yeah, of uh, of reviews that were uh, contemporary of when it came out. Um, Everything was modern. Know, yeah. Now so I, I, that I, I saw, just yeah. kind of was like, I'm going to, I'm going to not, I'm going to not this time. Yeah, I had trouble finding reviews as well. So I just kind of let it be, especially because when it it didn't it would be difficult to find sources from the time because it didn't actually have a a big release in the West. It was definitely one of those films that you got like a bootleg copy of for a very long time and you watched it in your dorm room because it it didn't have a big release until later. This was um, not inducted into the National Film Registry because this is a Japanese film. Uh, it would be inducted into my National Film Registry, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Do you think that this is on the IMDb Top 250? I'm going to say no. I uh, I am also going to say no, but... Given the number of films that I thought about when I watched it, I wouldn't be surprised if it was on it. But I, I'm going to say I, I don't. I don't think so. Good point, though. Ah. No, it's it's not. I was pretty devastated. Um, I literally have in my notes no devastating. But <laughs> what can you do? It's the IMDb top two fifty. It, it's always a shit show. Um, this does have a Rotten Tomato score, a critical score of 91% and an audience score of 90%, which I thought was really fascinating because I feel like they're rarely that cohesive and that close, uh, which I just, I thought was a fun little tidbit for y'all. Now, moving on. Hey guys, do you, uh, do you like lists? I I love lists. I need lists. You need them. Wow. I'm well, I am here to provide you with that. And I do, in fact, have a list for Akira. Now, I almost chose a list that was just movies that replicated the Akira slide. But um, I don't think that works very well for podcasting. Because if you don't know what the Akira slide is, or if you can't see the clips as they're happening, I just don't think it has that much value. It, it wouldn't really work. Over there a are podcast. cool YouTube um, videos of it and oh, yeah. one I saw had it had nope it had two different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it had Paw Patrol the movie in it so 
Oh, um, yeah. Joey Rogate. I was like, Joey yeah. Rogate, world's foremost expert on the Paw Patrol movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Only time. I, I put this on Twitter. Only time I've been in movie theater and people clapped and I didn't get violently angry. I was like, oh, this is great. And I may have cried during the movie. So. <laughs> That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's amazing. I cry during a lot of movies. I cry during commercials sometimes. Let's be real. Um, I did. Uh, I, I do want to let it be known that I love a good Akira slide almost as much as I love a good drop kick. So, what about that drop kick I sent you on Twitter? Oh, no, no, it's ten out of ten. <laughs> Incredible over the ring. Like, oh, I saw on. that too. That was, that was good. That was yes. good. Yes, it was a great drop kick. So I um, I did find a list that I really appreciated. Um, I've seen most of the films on this list. And honestly, I think uh, cyberpunk is one of my favorite genres of film. I just really get a kick out of it. It's hard, very hard to get right. But when it's good, it's phenomenal. So I have from Far Out Magazine, the 10 greatest cyberpunk films of all time. Okay, now quick, qu- like a side bet, like a side bet. Yeah. Over under... On how many of these movies you think we've heard of? <laughs> um, I think you've heard of most of them. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, no. I think All right, so over under how many we, you think we've seen? Oh, I'd say you'd, you've probably seen. I would say at least five. Oh, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. Uh, under <laughs> aggressive. Okay. Under. Okay. Well, there's some I know you haven't seen. Like aggressive. There, there, Unless there are a couple that I'm I'm positive you've seen, and if you haven't, I'm I would be shocked. Okay. I am excited. Absolutely shocked. I'm excited to hear this. This is yes. amazing. Okay. This is so far. At number ten from 1999, we have The Matrix. Okay. All right. Of course. Yes. Yeah, but it stinks. <laughs> oh God! Get the oh, fuck out of here. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be a really good conversation today. I'm not going to get upset. Um, At number nine from 1987, we have RoboCop. Yes. Dope. It's so good. Great. I just rewatched it. I love it. At number eight, we have 1927's Metropolis. Okay. I have not seen Metropolis. Yeah, me neither. That's okay. Um, At number seven, at... Uh, 1964's Alphaville, which I haven't seen, but I, I know about it. Yes. Jean Luc Godard, yes, 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 have yes, not it seen is. it. Um, no, I don't think either of you have seen this one, but please correct me if I'm wrong. 1995's Ghost in the Shell. No, no, isn't there a Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely a whitewashed one. That's <laughs> a thing. Uh, that's a thing that happened. Um, it's bad. Let me tell you, if you want to watch a good one, just watch the original. Um, from 1989, we have Tetsuo the Iron Man. Have either of you watched this? No. Oh, God, it's so good. I, I'm not 100% sure I know what the title is. Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Oh, oh, oh. Te- oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Tetsuo uh, no, I've not Iron seen this. Man. Um, at number four, we have 1983's Videodrome. Okay, I've yes, yes, okay. I've seen video drum. At nineteen eighty two, previous episode of the pod that Uh-oh. Adam and I did, Blade Runner. Okay, all right. I'm at four, so I'm about to lose this bet, I think. <laughs> at nineteen seventy three, one I have not seen, World on a Wire. Oh, okay. Have not seen that. Have not seen And that. at nineteen eighty eight, at number one is Akira. So is this is it is this uh, a push? That brings it yeah, to what five. Is yeah, it's a push. Okay. All right. Okay. I said five. Uh, I said five potentially. You did. Yeah. You were spot on. Thank you yeah. very much. 
I assumed I, you hadn't seen. Like I would not have thought RoboCop or Videodrome it's as totally cyberpunk. cyberpunk. I think both of them are absolutely cyberpunk. I'm sure they are. It's just that's not what would ever. I don't think in my head would ever get there. Well, Adam gets attacked by a fly. No, it was like a little, like, you know those little irritating fucking gnat things? Oh. Oh, yes. yeah. And, and I, I was like, why are you around here? This is like the bunker. L- leave me alone. This is this is my film bunker. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody gets in here. <sighs> what a bunch of shit. Anyways, yes, sorry. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, so I'm going to start. I think we're ready to start talking about the film. Um, and I'm going to start this out by saying. I am going into this film super biased, and I know that. I am aware of that. It's hard not to. This is a very Brit movie. <laughs> we have explosions. We have animation. We have a convoluted plot that I just accept because I love the vibes. So I am going to be do my best to be objective about this film, but I do love it. That being said, I think I jokingly... Be true to yourself. Be true to myself, exactly. I think I jokingly said that if you guys didn't like this movie, I would quit the podcast. And obviously, I will not do that. And I accept and appreciate both of your... both of your opinions about film. That's why we do this podcast. So I just felt the need to say that before we started into this, because I have come in with some assumptions of my own about how this is going to go. Um, So before we get into that, and before I get sad, um, we're going to go into a brief synopsis of, uh, of Akira. So in 1988, a nuclear explosion destroys Tokyo. 31 years later, in 2019, a rebuilt Neo-Tokyo begins to prepare for the 2020 Olympics, while the streets are filled with unrest. After a chance encounter with a psychic during a motorcycle chase, teenage Tetsuo's dormant psychic abilities begin to manifest with grave consequences. Kaneda, his childhood friend, fights to save Tetsuo from himself. But can he save Neo-Tokyo in the process? There are so many trigger warnings in this film. Um, sexual violence, animal death within uh, the first five minutes of the film, uh, gun violence, body horror, human experimentation. We're going to talk about all of these things during this episode. Please take care of yourself. We will try to put trigger warnings in if necessary. But again, these are the things that we will be discussing. And if that's not for you, listen to the next episode because it's going to be really fun and pleasant. We're just going to be making a bunch of lists. (laughs) So... Do you guys have anything you any first thoughts you'd like to say before I jump into Brit's um, Brit's literary corner? This movie uh, open like it opens so well. I mean, um, very exciting. And I and in like both from like like the the, the, from the standpoint of like the motorcycle chase and how we kind of get into um, uh, and 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 I'm. I'm gonna get the number. Who's the first number he sees? Is it 26? I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, 20. No, it's 29. 29. because Akira yeah. is 28. But uh, the numbers on Wikipedia say 25, 26, and 27. Oh, they do. Sorry, that's the that's yeah. the manga. That's ah. the manga. Yep. My fault. My no, fault. That's no, the manga. No. No. All good. But like, so you know, when the the, the we have the motorcycle chase and it's like it's kind of like this ultra violent thing and and I but I'm really digging the animation. I'm really digging all the story stuff. Um, and then it becomes like a, like a movie that I like. It becomes like a political thriller and conspiracy and, and the, and he's been taken and what's going on. Um, so like when I say the opening's great, I mean that, but also like the silent explosion and we're just kind of into the world. I like, I, 
the movie opens so hard that it's hard to not be immediately pulled into it. So that like initial thoughts is it's hard to not go right to the beginning where it's like, this is the world. It was, it was, I mean, I would say for the entire movie, it was hard to take notes because there's yeah, so much for better and for worse. There is so much going on. Um, Yeah. I yeah. found that as well. Um, and I've seen this movie a couple of times. I came to it pretty late. Um, I, it was not one of the first like anime that I ever watched. I actually watched it during the pandemic, probably I think in 2020. Um, Actually, it was in March 2020 because it was right before we um, we did audition. I was, and there's um, there it is. There's the <laughs> yeah. I know because I recommended it on that episode because it blew my mind, and it there is something about this film that immediately brought me in, and I was just with it for the entirety of it. And that happens almost every time that I watch this movie. I will say I watched it with the dub first this time because I decided, eh, we'll see, you know, my husband and I were watching it and we thought, well, we'll watch it with whatever comes up first. Do not watch it with the dub. Do not watch it with the dub because the sub is so far superior. Both versions of the dub, they are not worth it. Please don't watch it. They should redo it because it takes it it takes you completely out of it I was like I don't know if I like this movie anymore watching the dub and then I watched the sub again and I was like no I really like this movie it's really great so you know that's a, that's where I'm coming from I agree I think it just it it throws you into it immediately yeah I mean I came into this I you know I have a uh, two weeks worth of um, history with anime and the beginning's awesome and the capsules and the clowns I was like oh good um it was great I don't know where the rest falls for me, but man, it starts so strong and I was so impressed um, with the beginning and, you know, that that opening fight, it's just not what you expect and the world is so big Even the explosion, like you said, is awesome. Like, there's just so much good in such a such a strong beginning. Um, we'll talk about the middle later. I think it gets messy and sloppy and kind of really confusing. Oh, it's extremely confusing. That's why I said that... Um, it, it, that I just really like the vibes of this film. Um, I did read most of the manga for this. I didn't read it all. You did. I was going to ask. Yeah, I, because it's six books, it's, right? And they pretty much took like the first part of the first part, the last part of the sixth, the the sixth part. J- Joey, and, Joey, Joey. In the middle. Let let Britt do this. <laughs> I'm just making. I'm clarifying no, my understanding. It. I love it. I love that you um you did uh like engage with that portion of it because I think it's really, really important to talk about the book versus the movie because I think that once I read um, the manga, there are so many concessions that had to be made in order for this epic to fit into two minutes and like two, two minutes and five seconds, two hours and five minutes. Um, So you know how we talked about LA Confidential being an epic and how they had to kind of piecemeal the story together and hope that it worked. Well, that's kind of what they had to do with Akira. Akira is like 2,000 pages long. It is impossible to adapt that entire story with that many characters into a two-hour movie. So Otomo had to make many, many concessions in order to bring this to life. And the movie takes place, it takes the events from the first three of the novels and then the final volume but the ending is different it is not the same ending that we see in the movie and actually Otomo himself has said that when he first saw this movie he thought it was a failure because of the end and because he 
feels like he had to make two separate endings because he was not finished with the manga when he started directing this movie. So he was not only storyboarding everything and directing everything and writing a movie, he was also producing pages of this manga at the exact same time. I read somewhere, and I don't know if it's true, but you know what, I'm going to go with it because it's interesting. Um, He was writing about 40 pages a month prior to the movie, and then once he started directing Akira, he was writing 20 pages a week. So he doubled his productivity somehow when he was working overtime to create this epic on screen. And I don't know how he did that or why he did it, but it was just something I guess he felt he need to do needed to do in order to be true to this this story that he was telling, which is an epic. It is incredible. And I really, 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 really like the manga. If you liked this movie and you like reading, if you like graphic novels, go for it do it read it it's awesome it's really long but you can find it and it's really accessible and it's really good it was the first manga that was brought to the west to be um translated and uh which i found really fascinating and marvel was the one who put it out so technically tatsuo could show up in a marvel film guys and i'm i'm kind of into that just gonna eat he's gonna be like Captain America! And then start shooting at him, just yelling the names of who oh he's my God, attacking. Please. I would love that. And then he would just create a huge explosion and lose his other arm and then create a, uh, like create a new arm out of even more inorganic material, which I love. Um, do you guys want to hear about a couple of the changes uh, in, in this movie compared to the manga? Please. Sure, yeah. So Tatsu and Kaneda aren't necessarily... The protagonist and the antagonist, or in this case, the antagonist antagonist and the protagonist. In fact, Kaneda disappears for an entire volume. Um, There are some incredible characters who kind of, it, it jumps between them all. And their stories were cut or shortened due to the time constraint on this two hour film. In the manga, Tetsuo is so much less sympathetic than he is in the movie. In the movie, I feel like they're trying to create this character that you could potentially relate to and and you could say like oh when I was 15 and a half my life was also difficult and I can understand where he's coming from whereas in the manga he wakes up with these powers and immediately begins to abuse them he breaks out of the hospital after he eviscerates literally eviscerates the person who is watching him um he becomes the leader of the clown game gang that they fought, and then he kills um, one of their friends while Kaneda is off with the off with the resistance, trying to fight. Because in the book as well, he spends a lot more time with Kai and Ryu, and they really flesh out him being a part of the resistance. Um, he is he rampages against everybody who stands up to him. He is violent. He is cruel. In that regard, Calrie is not his girlfriend. <sighs> this one's rough. Calrie is a sex slave for Tetsuo, and she does serve as like a really grounding force for him. They, he does like she is the only thing that has him tethered to his humanity. She's killed trying to warn Tetsuo that his men are attempting to overthrow him. And uh, later, Kaneda finds her in a cryogenic chamber because Tetsuo wants to resurrect her, basically. Um, what else? What else? There's a, like, everything's different. Um, the biggest one, though, 
I think, is when Tetsuo searches for Akira at the Olympic Stadium, he finds a physical boy in a cryostasis and awakens the physical child. Obviously, obviously in the movie, what's left of Akira is um, his organs. And basically, in the manga, there's an explosion that Akira causes after Takahashi is, uh, Takashi is killed. And Neo Tokyo is destroyed for the first for the second for the first time. So Tokyo gets destroyed, then Neo Tokyo gets destroyed, and Te- uh, Tetsuo and Akira kind of start to um, rule over the Great Tokyo Empire. It's very very different, and I think it totally makes sense that why that was cut because it would be imp- if they introduced Akira into the story you couldn't end it like there would be no ending you would have to continue it on if he was an actual physical child standing in front of you in my opinion but yeah those are the the big changes I think that we should talk about there's like five million more but we're not going to sit here and talk about the book because we're we're not reviewing the book friends we're talking about the the anime yeah we got a kick and I just got to say, I'm really happy about that. We got at least one big kick in this film. And um, it's when Kaneda somehow manages to jump up a bike that's coming at him. And he kicks the shit out of the, that clown. And it was very epic. Uh, and it made it's me great happy. Kick. It oh, was yeah. a good kick. <clears throat> it sure was. Great kick. <laughs> great kick. I don't know how his knees survived after, but it was great kick. You know, he was a scrappy 15-year-old boy. You, you, you're invincible at that age, right? Did, when he went into the bar and he's like, we got those clowns in down Route 5. I was like, oh, what a funny way. And then they were actual clowns. I was like, oh, that was kind of disappointing. I love the fight, but. <laughs> the, uh, uh, one fun thing is the, the leader of the clowns. You know what his name is? I, not sure. Joker. Ronald. And. Uh, of course and it is. he actually ends up being a big part of the sixth book. He is one of the people that goes with Kaneda to try to stop uh, Tetsuo, which I find very fun. And also, I just thought it was pretty funny that his name was Joker of all names. So what else? What else? What else is there to talk about Akira? There's so much to talk about when it comes to this. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but when it comes to anime violence, now, this, this came out in a time that's considered like the golden age of anime, um, which is like the 1980s when Japan ha- was booming. Basically, their economy was booming. A bunch of money was being uh, used for the arts and for animation. And many, many animators who had been working in the 70s had now honed their skills and had the opportunity to kind of go into different avenues of anime to explore things. So So during this time things were becoming a lot more sexualized in anime and a lot gorier. And I don't know what it is about anime violence, but it truly makes me squirm. Like in the beginning, when the guy just gets shot up as he's trying to help one of the espers get away, it it gets me every single time because there's something so visceral about it. Um, and I think it's probably just in the way that in, in that it's, animated and and it can show everything to us i i mean i i had to know specifically about that moment where it the blood is the kind of color that doesn't exist in real life but also like 
because of of the animation style like it it's way more visceral it it yeah. just it yeah. definitely like when it's pulling out from under him as as it happens like that it was it's funny how at at, at times the movie is very stylized like the the chase and the fights it's like it's really in, in a good way it's very over the top but then it's like it all of a sudden you're left with like this guy lying in a pool of blood in the middle of the road oh, he's yeah. been shot to pieces and it's it 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 definitely walks that line th- throughout the entirety throughout of the, the, entire of the movie thing. it's oh god yeah there's something so so graphic and visceral and I guess we're just going to kind of jump around because that's what we do here we don't really talk about the films in order but um towards the end when uh when Tetsuo is becoming the big amorphous baby basically when he's that scene when everybody's getting enveloped I feel claustrophobic I feel uncomfortable and when Kaori is being crushed when he pops her he pops her exactly it's horrific and it, it there's something about the violence in this film that just hits me harder and I, I don't know what it is I'm not quite sure why it the violence in like an animated film would get to me more than something like a saw film would get to me right and I think the blood lingering in the air for a second that you can't do in real life bees like like the kick in the face or when he ran up the motorcycle like that got me him turning into the giant baby and popping Corey, like that did nothing for me. Like really? that was, okay. yeah, I was at that point, I was really struggling to even like, I was like, oh, oh, great. Uneven baby. Like it just didn't, like I liked the, the, like the fighting parts of it. Like again, when Kaneda ran up and kicked the guy, like I was like, I, I, I almost like cheered. I thought that was so cool. But when he was just like growing out of control, it just, I, I was like, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a a similar but different boat where like when so I and I, I, I I'm not intentionally doing this earlier than normal but my my favorite scene and shots of the movie are uh, it's the first it's Tetsuo's first hallucination when he oh, is starting yeah. to see things that aren't really there and as it's happening I was like this is some of the most fucked up shit I've ever seen in a movie but like I I you know what of what the character has gone through and he's you know i mean essentially his fucking dna is changing and he's going yeah. th- and it's basically like a, a crazy fever dream but like i i thought the images were so unique and and captivating that i was like i was definitely having like a reaction to it but i think what kind of with that distance that i had was that oh well it, it's not real but like it be when it was some, when it was like what seemed to be somebody's fascination or, or hallucination, I was in. But I'm kind of with Joey that when it, when, like it was grotesque and whatever when he was becoming the, the blobby baby thing. I was like, this is kind of. I, I had a reaction, but like, when people started getting sucked into it, I, I, I for whatever reason, I lost that personal connection. I was like, okay. Well, see, I. Right. Uh, no, go for it, Joey. Go. And I think so much of it, like, you know, and even when we when we get into the, the big light bubble thing, like, and we see, like, Tetsuo growing up, like, it's back to, it's like, oh, okay, it's Tetsuo's story. Like, now, when he's the giant bu- bubbly baby thing, it's not about Tetsuo anymore. It's not about any of them. It's just, for me, it was just like, oh, look what we can do. It's big and it's kind of scary. And, and I just... I just lost it at that point. And, I, and there was other things I lost it because I, But whatever. Like, that's where I was fully just like, 
struggling. Whereas I, I think that um, I, I obviously had a very different reaction. Um, basically, my favorite scene is the the ending. I just, I don't know what it is about it, but I'm, I, it is made for me. That's what it is. Like this type of film is, it is made for me. It is the type of thing that I enjoy watching. Um, but when he he begins to lose control and his body can no longer hold in whatever this power is that he has um that he has uncovered and cannot control the fact that he begins to deconstruct and he goes into the most primitive form that we have which is being an infant for me that spoke so much that spoke that he on the inside is just a a scared boy just like anybody else would be in that situation and and i i personally felt like it was a very very strong image that was also really interesting and watching it grow is like the and the skill that goes into making something like that is beyond anything i can even comprehend i mean they had I think they had 70 key animators on this film working round the clock. And like notoriously, manga and anime, it's very, the working conditions are rough and really awful. Um, so I don't think it's great that they had to work round the clock, but they had people working on this 24 hours a day, um, painting individual cells because this, for the most part, this was completely hand-drawn, which I think is something that blows my mind even to this day how they were able to create this and make this happen and that's all I have to say about that I love the baby the baby speaks to me so so what you said is is interesting and I I would like to call this and I'm I'm giving some credit to another movie that I think that reminded me of this and that this probably had some some relation to is this is the Blade Runner effect this is a movie where the first time that you watch it you're probably like because what you said about um, Tatsuo uh, morphing into sort of a primitive state and would and like like basically still a child inside. Like I I'm gonna be honest, that thought never crossed my mind. Never crossed my Me mind neither. when I was watching it. But hearing you say it, I go okay. Like I, I I hear that and I think yeah that makes sense. But it's not something that comes across on a first watch. And I and this is and this is where I think a history with the movie not not just yours but anybody's where they've seen it multiple times because. Like, like, for instance, I, 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 and I just want to state this for the record. I watched the movie, <laughs> like, I did watch this movie, but I, I had to, I definitely reread the, uh, the plot synopsis on Wikipedia, yeah. um, and you used this word earlier. You said Esper, and another word that the, yes. um, no, 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 I'm not, but, but the Wikipedia thing says it as well, and also, um, singularity was another mm-hmm. word that got. Oh, that's the big light bubble thing. Yes. Now I. Here's now I'm going to make this is this is partially a joke, but also partially a question. Do they say those words in the movie? No. no. OK. No, 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 At no, no point. OK. Now, OK, I'm I'm being cheeky, but also like. This 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 movie is confusing. And now. Oh, yeah, at, it's at the, absolutely confusing. Very. At the beginning, I'm in. Like I said, they take him. They take Tetsuo and he's like, we can't. What hospital is he at? And, and then like right. I and I, I remember being young and being like. I'm going to figure out what's going on, man. And like, so like this gang wanting to find out what happened to their friend, like all I'm in, all of that. I'm in the, um, the, the, the political upheaval and like, and the coup and like, 
what like the the citizens and 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 the politicians like I'm in I'm into all of it. like a secret government agency running tests on I'm like fuck it G- give me more right but it's some I, I don't know where it was I don't know specifically where it was but then there was like there were one too many things and I was like okay wait what and then and then it was hard to oh yeah to make no, all the, the pieces line and they, they were just like throwing threads out there and they were like we're never gonna talk about this again. And it got really hard to follow at times. And then things were just happening very fast. I have some, you know, I have questions and it just, because again, Adam, I agree with everything. I was, in the beginning, I was like, oh man, maybe this is like a thing I could get into. And it just got so confusing. (laughs) Do you remember when, when the, when the, the other, and I'm going to use this term because I read it and Britt said it. The, when the Esper who floats down in like the little machine at the beginning. Oh, the youngest old man? (laughs) Yeah. When the he youngest float, old man. When he when he yeah. floats down, I, I, I don't know why. Do you know the character in Mulholland Drive who's behind the glass talking? Oh, <laughs> I thought like creepy, creepy guy off yeah. like saying. I was like, ooh, there were so many, so many vibes, and I, I get. I was like, this is a real vibe movie at the beginning. I was. It is I was, a real vibe movie. I, I was into it at the beginning. It was. It was something. Okay, um, you brought up David Lynch, so I can bring up this little tidbit that I know. Um, so. Akira is not the first Otomo uh, manga that I've read. He has another one called Domu, A Child's Dream. And he likes to um, he likes to explore psychic abilities and architecture in a lot of his uh, in a lot of his writings. And in uh, Domu is about a child psychic and an like old man psychic who are fighting within this like high rise apartment building. David Lynch originally was going to adapt the live version of that movie but because of his like breakdown with his production company it never came to fruition and I'm like oh god all I want in my life is where David Lynch adapts an a story by Otomo I would be so happy and we almost got it and it will never happen now and it's so devastating but they it, they they do go hand in hand. I think I think that they both have very interesting imagery, and I wouldn't be surprised if in Mulholland Drive that was inspired by Akira because it's a very like that that uh, shot of of that like child old man child in like this chair is is notable. Very. All right. So I have a question about the old the old the ancient children. Mm-hmm. So the medication that they give them is supposed to hold down their powers, but it also makes them look a billion, but they still have powers? Yes. I, I'm, I'm not being no, an asshole. Being, okay. I'm, I'm confused. So I think that one of the things about this movie that um, it, it doesn't explain this, and that's fine. Like, I don't I, personally, I don't need it explained. But it is um, the medication and the different human experiments that they went through as they call it, wisened them. It made them look a lot older than they actually are and also at some point kind of stunted them in the age that they started doing human experimentations on. I do think... Right. I got that from the flashback. Yes. So that made sense. Like the stunting makes sense, but I just didn't understand the kind of mechanics of oh, it. Oh, no. They don't explain the mechanics of it. <laughs> at it's, all? It's okay. Sci-fi. Right. It's sci-fi drugs. Like they're, they're not going to explain that and I don't need them to explain it because it's a sci-fi movie. So I just kind of go with it and accept it. 
But then how did they still have the powers if the drugs were supposed to hold down their powers? Because their powers are strong and they still want them to have powers, but they want to be able to control those powers. And the reason that they're being given these drugs is because of Akira, because he was too strong, because he caused a nuclear explosion in the middle of Tokyo. One thing that I find really interesting about this film is even though Otomo didn't say that like the bomb, um, the bombings were uh, the inspiration for this film or anything that happened pre, you know, like 1945 were inspirations for this film, they kind of have to be. And just in in that it's a part of like subconsciously, it's always going to be a part of of people who came out of that generation. And sure. Have either of you ever heard of Unit 731? Uh, nope. Okay, so I'm not going to go very far into this, but I do think that this, like, whole, the whole espers and this whole, like, human, uh, human experimentation comes from things like Unit uh, 731. So Imperial Japan, which was from 19, or 1894 to 1945, did some pretty horrible things. Um, World War II was full of atrocities and war crimes and crimes against humanity, and Imperial Japan was not exempt from this at all. And Unit 731, Imperial Japan, Imperial Japan wanted to harness biological warfare. They wanted to be at the forefront of this, and they started Unit 731 so that they could test these things that they wanted to do who better to use than POWs and people of places that they had um, taken over so basically they were doing human experimentation very very severe human experimentation um, there's a movie called I believe it's called the men behind the sun that is all about this I don't recommend watching it because it's really, really devastating, but it um, it does go into the atrocities that happened. I think it's interesting that Otomo decided to, uh, to include this whole human experimentation because Japan does have a history of that. This, is, this was as bad as what the Nazis were doing in, in like concentration camps during the Holocaust, what they were doing to these people. Um, once America, like the U.S. came in and the military uh, came to Japan, we then um, gave all of these scientists pardons so that we could get their information because they had a bunch of information about like how long it took somebody to die of exposure, how long it took for somebody to um, to die of, uh, with frostbite, you know, different things like that that are just too horrible to tell. And I just have to think that this in some way is a is a commentary on that even if it's subconscious i just wanted to bring that up because i uh i've known about that for a long time and it's just kind of devastating and it is something people should know about yeah no that makes sense good info um um all right i have another yeah. question how come once Kaneda crashes the motorcycle, Tetsuo can, like, live in fire. Which part are you talking about? So after, like, the 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 playroom fight, and he goes in and he runs into his other friend that Tetsuo killed the other friend at the bar. Yeah, 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 Yagamata. 
and he says, oh, Tetsuo wants my bike. I'll bring him his oh. bike. And then he crashed into a wall. And then he's walking away and Tetsuo's in the fire. And then the helicopter crashes on the other side of the city. And then Tetsuo's in that fire. And then he gets his cape. Oh, be- what, what? what is it? How does he? I, I don't. Well, he, there's the point later on that we see where Tetsuo, there's a, a big, um, like, th- there's a big, like, beam coming down on Kaneda and kind of yeah, the satellite, the satellite bomb, bomb exactly and he is then like protected by one of these psychic children and how i interpreted it is that tetsuo is his psychic abilities are so honed at this point that if he is able to concentrate on it he's able to completely protect himself he is shielding himself from all of these things because we know he's still flesh and blood he loses his arm he is shot by a laser but and those are all in moments where he's not um, able to completely focus on keeping himself safe. So I saw it as, oh, he is, he is just shielding himself from all of this. He is, he has the, the, basically the powers of a God of a deity. He's a psychic. What do you expect? I'd hope I'd have big shields if I was a psychic too. But how did, how did he, when Kaneda crashed into a wall, why was he there? Tetsuo there. Because he, he just crashed his bike into that wall when they were sitting there between, before Kai went away with um, Takashi or 26th. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, Tetsu was just like in the fire of, that, of the crashed bike, of like his own crashed bike. Was he still going? I don't know. I was very confused. I watched this twice because I was really having a hard time of just the um, I always, the mechanics. I always saw that as Kaneda walking away. Like Kaneda had jumped off and it's Kaneda walking away. And then it's just a transition into... Tetsuo coming um like Tetsuo going but I would have to go back and look at it again to to really see because that's not something that stood out to me um I'm more with Brit I think on that one I thought that's how it happened but I yeah I'm not yeah I'm not arguing I'm just I wasn't (laughs) I was just like the like the I just think in the middle parts like the who went where kind of and what was going on next kind of threw me a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think that this is a super confusing film. I, I Like I said at the <clears> beginning, <throat> I accept that it is a, a convoluted plot and because I love the vibes of it. Sure. <laughs> well, and sometimes it you makes just sense have to why, that. yeah. <laughs> when well, it's so many books kind of crammed in, it's like, oh, okay, I get it a little bit a once I found that. It was a story by the time well, he started working on it, which is always confusing to me, but it happens a lot in manga and anime. Oh, is that a thing? The time. Yeah, uh, it does. It happens okay. a lot. See, and I, I, I'm okay with the the middle sections, right? Where where, you know, Tetsuo is he's in the the, the government hospital facility place, and uh, and the other the numbers are are fucking with him, and um and uh, 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 Canada and and the 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 rebel crew are trying to break in and stuff, and and like I'm I'm and like and yeah, there, there's the whole section between the numbers and Tetsuo, and they're kind of explaining what's going on. And I'll be honest, it's like, do I know exactly? Nah, I don't. And I and at that point, I'm still okay, right? To me, it's like the the microprocessor portion of the Departed. Like, does anybody really know what's <laughs> going on? Not really, but you go along anyway, right? Sure. But for me, it's like it, it's the and it's I feel, I on it like genuinely feel bad saying this, but like your favorite part being the end is literally my least favorite part of the movie. That's fine. And it's like it, to me, it has the same problem that like the the second and third Matrix movies had, where it tried to cram in so much 
reasoning and rationale and mythology that I was like, and I would say this about those movies as well. And I, this oh, is yeah. the note I had was like, at this point, the movie is up its own ass. Like I just yes. didn't, it, it this is, it's the creation of a new world, the new universe. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, it, it was, and I know that they were trying to put in so much from the other mangas, but this is a two, and it already felt like there was too much in this one movie. So the last, the last part of the movie, I was, it was, it was, I was on the struggle bus. I, yeah. I, I, I find this very interesting because I think that the last part of it where they are, where he and Kaneda are fighting in the, um, in the Olympic, uh, the Olympic stadium is so interesting. I love this final confrontation and I love, um, I, I love the way that they've built Tetsu and Kaneda's relationship together. I really, Ooh. really like the rivalry that's there because I think in, and I've obviously I'm a, I'm a female. I, I have no idea what it's like to be a teenage boy, which is fine. But I do know that in like high school, in those relationships, you don't really understand why you can be jealous of a friend of yours or why you want to be like them and you can't. And I think that that contentious relationship between Kaneda and Tetsuo is really, really palpable. And and I believe that. I tr- And I think, I guess for me, it feels like the right, it feels like the proper buildup. I'm, I'm fully there for it. I'm fully into it to see if, if there is anything we can do to stop the inevitable. Plus, I just think it's really stylish and really cool. I like yeah. the baby. I like the amorphous baby. I can't help it. When, when Tetsuo, like it was almost my favorite shot, but it's not. When Tetsuo loses his arm and then he just starts morphing a new arm out of the inorganic material all around him. You can watch every single little piece of, of metal go into that arm, and it is incredible. It is so beautiful to look at. But I also, this is my favorite kind of movie. I can't help myself. I love it. Yeah, you know, I, I had some trouble with the relationship of how they went from protecting to killing. To It was just, it was a little, it was, it was all very rushed, which is fine because it was a packed movie. But pretty much from... Because the fight in the beginning I love, then I kind of struggle, but I'm into it. From the amorphous blob on, I'm, I had a really hard time, except for in the sing- singularity, not singularity, right? In there when they go to like their history, I like that. But for a movie that's this packed, I wish that they had adjusted. I wanted to be with the old man kids and Kai more. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you get way more of that in the in the manga. The two volumes that they cut out were specifically about Kay learning that she is a medium and that she is the one who uh, needs to go up against Tetsuo. They've they had to unfortunately completely take that out, um, which is unfortunate because I do think that Kay's story is the the worst part of this whole movie. I it's really disappointing to me that they took that away from her. I do appreciate the fact that. She's like exists for something other than just to be around um, Kaneda, but it, not by much. Uh, so of course, you know that's that's an issue for me. I, I liked her more she, than a lot because I I thought there was something else there. Yeah, where, there like, was her connection to the kids where Tetsu and Kaneda scream each other's names at each other, then trying to kill each other, and then trying to be best friend, then killing each other again. Just it got. 
got a little repetitive and felt longer than it needed to be, too. Um, and I also don't understand how Kaneda didn't get blown up by the space laser. But that doesn't matter. That's just part of the story. Who Again, cares? But the, because he was like they show uh, Takashi. Yep. But it, bro- it ripped off Tetsuo's arm. Yeah. A human would have been tore up. But, but whatever. It's a, with the, the rules of the movie. It's fine. No, but he. he but this, he genuinely had protection from on the second. On the second one, yeah. he had it. Yeah, I'm talking but, about the first one. Oh, he was outside of the blast. I believe is what it was. Like literally, he was outside of the blast. Which is very thin, very thin, very, very thin. I understand that. But there are a lot of other movies we've talked about that have very thin plots. So I I don't think it is as big of a deal (laughs) as other things, but that's okay. And I am staying calm. I'm staying collected. I'm staying cool. I I think I, with, with Tetsuo, I think I buy him as somebody, like, I, I, I will be honest, I didn't. I didn't get that he had animosity or jealousy towards um, Canada at the beginning. Really? Uh, I, 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 I didn't. Oh. With I the just, bike. I, I just thought they were bro-y guys in a gang sure. trying to one-up each other. I didn't, I didn't get the deep-seated nature of the hatred. Um, so as the, movie, as the movie goes on, right, I, I, I'm just buying it as Tetsuo – who has come into these powers and is and is at first confused and scared and then ultimately knows what he can do with them? Um, I mean, God, he just I mean, when he just basically rips apart people in that hallway as he's kind of escaping, like as he's clearly he has awesome some yeah. some, some great power. And so th- there's then there's a couple of, like the first time that Tetsuo and uh, and Kanada see them see them like each other outside. Um. I, I took it as like a, I don't have time for you. I have these powers, and then, and then the next time they see each other, it's like we hate each other. And and it was it was I was like, oh, they do, right? Like I I didn't know that they did. And then and then the backstory that we see in the singularity made me even more confused because I was like, wait, but these guys are buddies, right? And I so I didn't so that 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 animosity between the friends I didn't I didn't see. It just was so right. hyperdrived and it didn't make sense. And then. F- it, you know, like they're in a gang they've been like in an orphan school since they were so young like they would be impossible to i'm gonna murder you so quick i guess i've seen uh, different relationships than this because i've definitely seen people who are friends but you can sense that there is something way deeper underneath where they do somewhat loathe each other um but also have a deep-seated like love for one another. It's very complicated, and I I buy into them immediately. I know from the first shot that when Tetsuo is on uh, Canada's bike, that yes, absolutely, he is coveting the things that Canada has. He's coveting the way that Canada holds himself and has for a long time. And you can see that in their interactions, even when he's beating the shit out of the clown after they uh, sexually assault calorie which is horrific and terrible to watch um and uh and he says like hey you want to kill him and he says yes i do and and Canada tells him to stop and he turns around and yells like you don't tell me what to do anymore and you can see for me at least you can see like this is probably the first time tetsu has ever stood up to Canada, ever and and i personally feel it come across very strongly in this film I, I do like in the last um, this last rewatching. I rewatched it this morning. 
I I was like, wow, I really appreciate how realistic this does feel. Is it like heightened? Of course it is. Like, of course, it's absolutely heightened. It's a sci-fi movie in Neo-Tokyo where psychics are real and, and we're all going to be sucked into a new Big Bang. But I still really felt like that relationship, it works for me. That does not mean it needs to work for everybody. I don't think this movie is going to work for everybody, but it, it does work for me. Well, and and just so I can just to clarify, it's not that the relationship doesn't work. I just saw it as a totally like less them having a deep seated. I don't want to say hatred, but but some kind of uh, like unsaid. Re- yeah. Yeah. Towards towards each other. And. And that the the powers obviously amplify Tetsuo's confidence to talk back to, to at that scene where he's like, "You don't tell me yeah. what to do anymore." Um, and I, and in a way, I think it I think it works either way. I just I didn't see it as like a these these feelings have been not dormant, but have been held back for a long time because because Canada uh, is the kind of the de facto leader of the capsules. I think that you can see it in that first, um, in that first, like the, the, the incredible opening shot. Like, let's be real. Like I did end up putting my actual favorite scene is just the opening because that freaking motorcycle, uh, that motorcycle, uh, uh, chase is so good and so much fun. It just fucking rules. And I'll rewatch that anytime. I think you can see it there in that fight, especially when there's the explosion and, uh, Kanade has stopped and you see Tetsuo riding through and riding past him without even looking. And to me, it seemed like he was showing, I can get there faster. I can do, I can get through this explosion and I can, I can be the one that tops you. Uh, but that was just me personally. Like I, I bought it. I, I thought it worked really well. And I think, I think this goes back to the point that you made about the, the, the amorphous globby baby thing at the end and and what that could mean right I, I by no means disagree with what you're saying i think that's something that on on initial viewings goes past you because i i just didn't and and that's and i will like i'm i'm watching the 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 flare of the of the tail lights leaving the trail behind like i'm like ooh awesome right i'm not yeah i gotta be real i'm not even looking for character interactions at this point right I, i'm not oh, making totally. those those i'm not even sure that they're they're buddies like you know i'm just like oh these just random people in a gang who know each other you know i i don't i haven't made those connections to to those characters yet yeah, I thought the totally. the buddy Kaneda's like main guy was the um the one Tetsuo killed that he goes up to in the capsule bar. I forget it. Um, y- Yamagati? Uh Yamagata. Yamagata. Like so like I thought he was going to be the guy in the beginning. The fact that he just fully disappeared so long, which is it's completely fine. Um he had some great moments in the motorcycle battle against the clowns, so he he held his own and his him dying made now that made sense why Kaneda would um move the way he did after that. But, you know, until that point, I just thought it moved fast. But I really liked the ca- character Kaneda, even though he was all over the place. I liked his, and I really liked his interaction. I really liked Kay, even though she didn't do a lot. Oh, I really too. liked her. I, and I liked them together. When they were in the jail cell together, I thought that was a great scene. It was, it kind of made sense of things more than the p- previous, like, half hour did. It did a lot of, it did a lot of lifting in a short time. And I thought it did a really good job. I um I don't know what it is about problematic 
like leading men and their jackets that I love so much. <laughs> but just like the drive jacket, you know, I have that bomber jacket, that satin bomber jacket. God damn, do I want a red motorcycle jacket just like Canada's? I don't want the pill on the back. Let's be real. I don't need to be a part of the capsules, but God, his look is cool. I want that jacket so bad. It's so, a gr- Sorry, Adam, you go. I was just going to say, great, great look. Stupid gang name. This is why you don't let 14-year-olds name your gang. Well, it, that's the thing. That's what I love about it. Because they are, like, between the ages of 13 and 16, they would fucking name themselves the Capsules because they they do a lot of drugs. That's not in the movie, but in the uh, in the manga. Uh, I thought the addiction they, part came through subtly. I thought they did it. Subtly. But I think but they did a good job of it. Like, when right before he killed the bartender, when he said, like, oh, they're harder to come by. Like, I thought it was subtle, but it was there. I, I, I appreciated there. that. Yeah. Oh, no. It it was definitely there, but it's way clearer in the manga because um, Kanada is sleeping with the school nurse and she gets them the pills. Good job. So, and also then he also impregnates her, apparently, and then they never talk <laughs> about it again. It's it's a lot. It's an epic, y'all. It's an epic. Wait. Adam, what were you going to say before I interrupted you twice? No, I I... Uh, you know the connection to drive outside of the um, the jacket, uh, and, and this is going to lead into my unsung hero. I fucking dug this score. I thought so good. The awesome. music, great was music, off the chain, and not just not even the 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 music that we got through, like the chases and stuff. I and this and this might surprise you, but when when Tetsuo was kind of like out of the hospital and fully fully kind of finding his powers, and we got the done awesome done i was so like good. i'm i'm in i'm i'm so into this music the orchestral score the 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 no influence i mean everything everything that went to it i i dug just so much so uh yeah um um hold on where are my notes where are my notes where are my notes uh yeah uh shoji yamashiro yeah hot damn hot damn this awesome. score yeah score was I unbelievable loved, it, it was incredible that was almost my unsung hero but then um my unsung hero are the 70 animators that worked 24 hours a day to create this film uh, because we're never going to say all their names. Um, and they, this goddamn, do I love this movie? But back to the music, holy shit, that music, it, it is perfect. And some something Otomo said is he was like, so this movie is not going to be held together by the story because I can't fit the story in here but it will be held together by the music and I have to agree with that I think without that music it would not have worked I love the fact that there is no influence there is um, Indonesian folk influence there is this strange synth influence it's it is an amalgamation of incredible music that you would not think would work together. And there are also certain times where they're chanting both Kaneda and Tetsuo, and it works so well for me. I just, I love this score. I think it's beautiful, and I fully agree with that unsung hero. Yeah, it's a great one. The song was unbelievable at all times. At all times. Um, this... I mean, I guess we can talk a little bit about the animation process just because why not? Um, I don't want to go too far into it because it's very confusing and I don't understand animation all that well. Um, But this animation, this is incredibly fluid animation. 
And they also focused very highly on keeping on model, like character model, as well as doing meticulous um, facial expressions, which you don't see very often, especially at this time in anime. And they kept on model when they were doing the really big dynamic scenes, which is also something that you don't see because usually they're extremely concerned about their cell count. Uh, so the more frames per per second, the less you usually pay attention to the details of a character because you're doing other things. But this whole movie is so detailed and detail-oriented that they just kind of made sure that everything was on was on at all times. Do I think that Canada and Kay basically look like the same person? Yes, I do. But you know what? <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> I accept that, and that's fine. You know what, though? It sometimes, works. It, it does work. It works. Work, I don't think that's a problem. I don't, you know, it really doesn't bother me either. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes she has some cool blue eyeshadow on, and I love it. I'll take that. That's how we absolutely know that it's Kay. Uh, but I, I just think And the close-ups with the, with the Kai, with Kayuku, that helped. To, oh, you know, get trans, transfer into an old old, old lady baby. But, old um, lady baby. I think the fact that they didn't... Listen, they look dissimilar, but the fact that, like, if you're not paying attention, you'd have trouble. I think that works with what they were doing and kind of, like, you know, getting into the rebellion, doing their own thing. Like, I think that worked. I thought that was a cool... Even if it was an animation choice, I gave that way more credit, and I was like, this is a story choice. Well, what it is is um, Otomo chooses not to just do like beautiful women. He wants to do women that are just different and not necessarily the st- beauty standard because he says it's very easy to just do a n- normal pretty person. It's more interesting to make them unique. Um, but he gets a lot of flack for that too, uh, which, you know, whatever. I don't really care. I like his character design, so it doesn't bother me that much. Uh, but But yeah, no. There's some things that are funny and some things that aren't. Anyways, what else do I have here? What the animation have? was oh. phenomenal. I, oh, well, it's incredible. And uh, and do we? Bo- I mean, bold bold statement because because as much as my ha- I might have problems with some of the storytelling, you cannot deny the the way that this movie looks. It's so, unbelievable, unbelievable. Question question. Is this the pivotal year in animation and film? Because previously mentioned on the show, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, also yeah. 1988. Yeah. Is yep. this like the? Is this the year we broke through? Is this the year that yeah. animation went clear to bring a Scientology tournament? I to do it? think it probably <laughs> is, honestly. But just don't, these two things, again, whether you can't look at this, like technically this movie's unbelievable with the score and the animation. It's, I don't, and I think that's the thing that impressed me the most, like how big they make the world so quickly. The fact that this and Roger Rabbit are the same year, like. Okay, hold on, hold on. I have some news. I have some news that I would like to share. Okay, please share uh, it. Other 1988 films. Previously mentioned My Neighbor Totoro. Movie I haven't seen, believe is in the book, Grave of the Fireflies. I oh, tried yeah. watching that last night. It's not streaming anywhere. I want to watch that. And it's really good. And Seminal, The Lamp Before Time. Uh, all oh, oh, wow. 1988. No, no. Land Before Time. Unbelievable year. So, wow. I mean... Wow. It might be. I, I don't know. I just I think it's worth putting out there. Um, you, you know, it if makes o- if it, only the Simpsons had been released in '88 officially. I that know. Would have, yeah. that well, what year were they on the Tracy Ullman year? Was that Tracy Ullman '88? Uh, oh, good question. Um, it '87, '87. Okay, Tracy Ullman. 
you know, it makes sense though. Like, look at all the animation movies coming out now. Like, it makes sense that everybody grew up on these things. Who's now animating and directing and putting these things together? Like, it makes sense why all these movies I that mean, have been great. I do think that this is, argu- and I'm saying arguably, but this is arguably one of the most influential f- sci-fi films, if not films out there. It's the the ripples that this film made is unmistakable. I mean, we would not have the Matrix without this film. Oh, I, the, well, I mean, Matrix, you're trying to make me like this movie. I, the, I know. We can actually no, I'm not at this point. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you like this movie because I like this movie. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's another even, shot at the Matrix. Even as far as uh, as like Minority Report and the precogs. Minority, and, and, oh, and, absolutely. I mean, it's it's there was there Paw was Patrol. Another, too. Yeah. I'm so, what did you say? Paw Patrol. Oh, yeah. When Liberty definitely. does when Liberty does the Akira slot, I was like, Yee. but I oh. it, again, this it's this is not about liking or not liking this movie. This movie is clearly just very influential in the past since it's came out. Like, oh, without question, it is. Well, it's the like it truly is. This is. The first manga to be translated in English, it is also cited as the first anime to be released in the like in the West. Right. This arguably brought like Eastern animation to the West and opened up so many doors. And the funny thing about anime is that when it was original, like the original concept of it was mimicking um, Disney. Right. It was it was mimicking the West. And now if we look at animation nowadays, so much of it is mimicking anime. So it's really just like this full circle of like trying to mimic something that's from somewhere else. And I find it so fascinating and so interesting. And I just love anime. I I saw this one thing. I was I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and they talked about how in like the 70s there was X amount of anime movies that came out throughout like total just because the length they how much money they had and in the 80s they were putting out like double that per year by the end because it was just so much being put into it and um you know like grave of the fireflies i've never seen it but i tried to watch it because you know because i saw it was the same year um that's it's that's it's cool and it be you know it's it's great when you (laughs) something like the first thing to come over actually being something that's so influential is very impressive I mean, it's the bike that they used in a uh, Ready Player One, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, because everybody knows Canada's uh, bike. It's pretty it's, sweet. Let's I will. Be real. I mean, Ready Player One's the word. best cyberpunk movie ever, right? Uh, that would have been uh, my number it, one. It is. It is. Oh wait, no, no, no. Uh, Akira is the best cyberpunk movie ever. Oh, I thought Ready Player One. That's my vote. I have not. That's okay. Seen Ready Player One. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I know enough to know that Joey, you were wrong. It is sensory overload. Um, Let me tell you. How many you times said that. I, however many times I said I've seen this, it's the last time I'm plus one and a half. Fucking love oh that God. movie. Best cyberpunk <laughs> movie ever exists. That's fine. You're allowed to, that, that I still respect you. Don't worry. I didn't think you were worried, but figured I, I would just say it anyway. I don't say the things I say if I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you might say it just to, just in spite. You know, you'd Sometimes. be like, yeah. Fuck you, then. <laughs> Sometimes. That's how I feel. Well, Sometimes. listen. And other if, times I just cry. If, if I came in in the beginning and I was like, hey, guys, this movie is objectively very good, just not for me. It's a really boring hour. 
have to keep it interesting, right? <laughs> oh, of course, of course. If I came in at the beginning and said, "Hey guys, this is the best movie ever." Wait, that's what I did. Yep, that's just how it, how I. Roll that's interesting. And how I go. See, I just I have no chill. Have you noticed this? I have no chill, and I I'm very bad at keeping things to myself. So, at least. Uh, at I, least I'm not sad. I will um, say that's what makes that's what makes the conversations fun, though, is that there really is no there's no prior conversation nothing. about this no. about no, this before we we hop on. So uh, oh, I still can't believe you don't like the amorphous baby. The amorphous oh, baby is really so struggled cool. with the amorphous baby. Now, oh my god! And again, I'm obsessed with technically, it. Technically, so obsessed but with I it. I was really having a hard time. Even though I appreciate what they did, like I can't even fathom <sighs> making that. God, like that, I, and, oh, but that's uh, what I love about it. Why would you make it? It's so grotesque. Oh my god, I want just it on as my a wall. thing on a in a movie that I was yes. already kind of having a hard time with. It it took <gasps> me out. I wanted oh more god. of the old people babies making things out of teddy bears. I thought Where that was like, way I more was, intriguing. Oh my, okay, okay, that scene. Can we talk about the baby scene? The the baby doll scene. It was great. It's fucking incredible. Awesome. Oh my god! If I was covered in milk, I would be. Ter- I would be so. I would be gagging. Um, I don't know if I've told you, either of you this, but I hate that's, milk. Th- that's where you and Joey are the same. Yes, we, this yeah. is this has come out on the pod before. Yeah, it has. <laughs> has it? Has yes, it? I it don't has. remember. I have. Yeah. Oh, it has. Memory yes. of a goldfish. I'm I forget. Sorry. I forget what episode, but I certainly checked out for about twenty five seconds yeah. while you two both just lamented how much you fucking hated milk. Yeah, because we're adults. <laughs> you don't need it after you're one. No, exactly. It's weird. It's weird. Anyways, up. we won't continue this conversation. But when that's why all the best villains in movies drink milk, drink milk. God, because it's fucking suck. appalling. You know, Tetsuo didn't like milk. <laughs> Joey's saying grow he up. Is a really good villain. So grow up if you drink milk after like you one. You fucking of amorphous baby, grow up. Listen, yeah, grow up, fucking. Take your pills. Um, um, what about, though, the 2020 Olympics when they wrote this actually was supposed to be in Japan and canceled because of COVID, and then there's people wearing masks? I, I wrote, I was like, ha ha, is this the first woke movie? And then I laughed at myself at how stupid I sounded. But I was like, oh, this is hysterical. Um, but yeah, there's people with masks on, and the, just the fact that like this destroyed, because that was in old Tokyo. Old Tokyo was where the um, the Olympic Stadium was, right? Neo Tokyo. It was Neo Tokyo. It was Neo Tokyo. Oh, yes. all right, whatever. Because it was, um, it was a similar thing to the '60s when um, Japan wanted to host the Olympics right. because they had built themselves up to this whole new standard, and right. they wanted the world to see that they had allowed that makes a lot of Western sense, capitalism into their lives. Makes sense. Even though, even though Otomo said that this is not, this is not consciously based on um, the bomb or anything right. that happened after the bomb. He said it was based on the 1970s and the 1960s when they had um, these really intense uh, student riots and university right, riots. Right, right, right. That's, but I just don't know if I believe him. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I, Even if I he didn't consciously did it. But the fact that, like, I loved you. I did I, the idea of the construction for the stadium for this pending thing that happened that was supposed to happen in real life but didn't because of you know a freaking pandemic but i for some reason i thought i could have sworn it was an old i I loved the idea of the construction for it as where the fight was so even if i didn't love the end the location of it i thought was really cool and smart I mean, the construction of it was where old, like where the the explosion right. That's happened. that's yes. where my okay, confusion was. was. Okay, like, there it is. I was, that's I was like, Joey, old Tokyo is gone. Right, it's but that was my Tokyo point. Now. It was on the site of it. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. We were just. No, no, no. I, I explained just... it wrong. Like, I know there's not like living together. Yes. That's on me. I apologize. <laughs> no, you don't need to apologize. I could have like inferred that. No, 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 no. I need to be the listener wouldn't have explained it right. Yeah. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Go drink some milk. Good child. Oh, God. Don't even. That's like for me, that would be torture. Just being like, here, drink this cup of whole milk it'd be like i'll spill all my secrets do you want to know everything i'll give it to you just please don't make me drink that whole milk please don't please don't make me drink it straight out of the udder um we can cut that Uh, i know it was the grossest thing i could think of this is something that they would show in in akira they this would be part of somebody's hallucination is is drinking milk straight from the udder that's how tetsuo killed yamagati Yamagata. Yeah, yeah, he did. He just made him drink straight out of the udder. Poor Yamagata. Actually, I really like Yamagata. And actually, in the manga, I'm sorry to go keep going back to the manga, but it just like, there are a lot of things in the manga when Tetsuo becomes like the leader of the clowns and they have a big fight, that's where he kills him. He kills him in the open. Everybody sees it and Kaneda finds out afterward and is furious about it. Uh, and in this one, I think it's kind of a bummer that they kill him off screen because first off, they do so well with gore and violence. Give me more gore and violence all I agree. day. I want to watch people in this movie get pulled apart, which is fucked up. I know, but I don't care. And so it's, it's disappointing that it's off screen. Uh, and that's all I have to say about it. Give me more violence. It was an odd choice. I, I think it's fine because I think. I think it works because you don't need to see how strong Tetsuo is yet. Yeah. But I think it's just a weird choice within the movie because they do such a good job of showing violence. Oh yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. They do a very they do. They do a, very do a great job with that. Violence. So I think it's I think it's more of a storytelling thing, but I don't know within everything they've shown us you would have think. But I understand why they did and I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, it works. The beat works, I think, within the story. But I everything we've seen work. is so violent. Like you would, but I think you know, you save the power for you know when he, for the laser fight. Yeah, for the laser fight. I like the laser fight, though. I know you guys don't, but I really enjoy the laser fight. I'm into it. When when Canada just shows up, I'm like, yes. Let's do this. And oh, the one shot that I think is very very cool when he goes up to to kill the soul to destroy it. And he flies um, into space, and it's just silent. It's beautiful. I love it. It it's perfect. It almost was my favorite shot, but I guess I can go to my favorite shot. Um, we've heard your favorite shot, Adam. Indeed. And your favorite scene. Yes, they they are one and the same. And that's fair. That's totally fine. My favorite shot. This was obviously very hard for me because I think everything in this movie is beautiful. I am not objective. I am biased as hell. And own I accept it. it. I I do. I own it. I owned it right at the beginning. And I think I've been very nice this whole time. And and I almost got you once. Just once. I almost time, got I, you. I almost got one, you. One single time I became a bitch. But I almost you know got I figured, you. I figured you could handle it. I almost honestly. did. Yeah, no, I'm good. almost did. You could handle it, though. I, I almost got like, you, though. I was like, oh, we're there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, yeah, that was, I, I did well keeping my cool. Thank you very much. Um, but I think that 
so this came to me today because this shot elicited a really interesting conversation between Neil and myself. Uh, when after Tetsuo begins his rampage of Tokyo, there is a shot of a bunch of like salary men just standing around a broadcast of this chaos that's happening behind them. And I'd paused the movie and we both just kind of looked at it. And Neil turns to me and goes, if I were in this situation, I would go home, right? Like you see what's going on around you and you go home. You do anything to get away from this scene. You would do anything to go to the place that gives you a sense of security, which for me is is home. If I'm upset, if I'm tired, if I'm sad, I want to come back to my home, to my apartment, to my bed, to wherever it is I feel the most safe. I still think that I can't get hurt in my home, which is <laughs> bullshit. People get hurt in their home all the time. These salary men are not from the same world as me. They have already lived through the destruction of Tokyo, and they know that they're not safe at home. So why would they go there when they're just going to be killed anyways? And it, I don't know, for some reason that shot just like hit me really hard today that, wow, these people have already been through this, and they know that there's nowhere they can be safe, so they might as well just stay here. They might as well watch it unfold on the streets because they, they're not going to be safe anywhere. And I found that really um, sobering for some reason. It, I don't understand what that terror is like. I don't understand what it means to know you're not safe to go home. And that's what that elicited for me. So that's why that's my favorite shot. I mean, I, 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 I if this is like the third time I've said this, but it's like you're just, you're just, you're seeing the things that I haven't clicked with in the movie, you know. And and but no, but like I, I again, I, I think all of your points are really interested and I did I've dug all of those things that you've got into I just I think I and and I more watches would probably elicit these kind of responses I mean it took like seven or eight times of watching Blade Runner for me to go okay right you know like it just you know some movies just don't have that initial click which is fine I think it's good because it makes the, the layers are good I, I, but I will say I clicked with this movie immediately. And I, I think I've said that before. My first watch of this film was one of the greatest experiences I've had discovering a movie. If I could go back and rewatch this film again for the first time, I would, because that's how wonderful, like that, that, that is the wonderment that I had while watching this film that is I was like this is why I watch movies to feel this way to ask these questions to be really really um how do I say this I can't even, I don't know it, there was something about this film that just clicked for me and sometimes that happens you know for some people it's Constantine for me it's Akira I can't help it I'm kidding Constantine is the best movie ever right <laughs> no no it's on Constantine um, but it I don't know what it was about this film but it clicked for me the first time I watched it and every time I watch it I keep finding more and more it's like I'm building that's awesome this, uh, I, I'm building on it for myself but I also think I just love this type of movie. That's, I can't help myself. No, that's awesome. Your passion for it's, it made me a lot of think a lot, which is a good thing. 
You don't have to go watch it again, though. It's okay. I kind of assumed we'd come into this and it would be this kind of conversation. And and that's totally fine. I was ready for it. I just wasn't ready for the one thing that apparently Joey said that I don't even know what it was anymore. Uh, I spoke about how the the satellite bombs don't make sense that only um, Tetsuo got hurt. Everybody else is just magically safe from all the rubble. Because yeah, that was really annoying me, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It still doesn't make sense, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We're not going to do it. No. All right. What else? What else is there? Oh, my they scene. They want to do a. Oh, go for it. Yes, please. My scene, scene and shatter. Uh, they're right in the beginning. the The scene is the whole motorcycle chase fight so through good. the city. It's unbelievable. So and the good. shot is the the Akira slide. That's awesome. Oh. The Akira slide, I get so excited when I see it in movies. <laughs> so excited. I'm like, oh, thank you so much for for paying homage to this beautiful moment. It's such a small part of the movie, but I do think it's probably the the most well-known thing to come out of this movie. Uh, yeah, I think so. I would think so as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's perfect. No notes. Akira slide forever. They tried to do a remake of this, um, like a live action remake in like 1998, but the budget was over $300 million, so they scrapped it. But I've looked this up and there is, there are two separate Akira like movies or series in the work, in the works. One is a... um, one is a, a series adaptation of the manga, which I'm very interested in because maybe they will be truer to the source material, which I think could work and be very interesting. The second one is a little weird to me, and I really don't know how I feel about it. It's a live action movie directed and written by Taika Watiti. Yeah, I saw that. That that I saw that pen, but then it kind of got pushed back, and it's in like a weird limbo now, right? In, like in April 2023, they said that it was going again. Oh, okay. But I haven't heard anything since then. Yeah. It's... You know, very serious non-comedy all the time, Taika Waititi. Right? I know. That's I don't know. Maybe I... he nails it. Maybe he nails the world. Maybe he's able to nail the like brevity that we need in order to make this very nihilistic, uh, bleak material work. Somebody else told me that Jordan Peele had his name in something. He did. I think he passed on it. Is that what it was? Yeah. And because he is a really big fan of it. He's a big anime fan. Like I said before, Nope is very heavily inspired by Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is very inspired by Akira. And he, I believe he was like, "There's, there's just really no way that I can do this, which I think is fair because I don't know if anybody can do this. Uh, I just say but, let 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 Jordan Peele keep making original shit. Agree. Let's not, yeah. I, 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 we have so few filmmakers really really right. making their own stuff. We Let's, got three for three right now on his films. Like I want to know what he's doing next, please. Yeah, I, I let him do his own thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, oh, also the other thing that I found out is Otomo is really understanding as a crea- creator when it comes to adaptations of his work. He's, he has stated that he is done with Akira. He, he really has no more to say about it. He doesn't need to write any more stories for it. And he says that when it comes to 
redoing this. He would like it to be a reinterpretation of his work, not a shot-for-shot remake or even like a true-to-the-manga remake. He wants to see what other people will make out of this story. And I find that very refreshing and really lovely considering so many people are so precious about their original work. And um, I, I just I just really like that. I, I had a lot of respect for him when I read that. Yeah, it's cool. It's, 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 it's seeing things the right way. You did it your way. Now let's see what you do of it. I respect that. Joey, did you give us your unsung hero? No, I didn't. Um, so I was torn coming into this whether score or the animators, but um, you guys covered that. So I'm going to go with Kay because Kay was awesome and Kay was underutilized. Great. And I wanted to spend more time with her than Tetsuo's adjusting hairline. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he really does have a big forehead, man. <laughs> he does. He looks great with the bandages, though. They really... Oh, the bandages are pretty cool. They look really yeah, great I on agree. him. Yeah, very cool. But I love uh, Kay. I, I think I, I really wanted to spend way more time with her. I thought she was very interesting from the time we meet her and in the jail and everything. I, I, I liked... I don't know why. They didn't give her nothing. They gave her very little, but I really liked her. You know, I think it's probably the voice actor um, because you watched the sub, right? Yes. I was because able to you find text it. me and asked me, I was ask you where it was. I couldn't find the where, I, I, yeah. everything I could find was the dub at first. Oh, Jesus Christ! Please don't do that. Um, yeah, no. Adam, what did you watch? Did you watch the dub or the sub? Uh, no, you didn't, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I am. L- s- listen, listen. You wanted me to get to take notes on this thing. I I had to. No, I I have no shame. I have no shame. This movie does not work if you watch it on the dub. <laughs> Listen, so bad. I don't. So I bad. don't disagree in theory, but I don't think that watching this in subtitles would have made it more it does. any more sense. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference because the voice acting is so much better. One of the things that they did for this film is they um, recorded all of the voice acting prior to animating it. Because uh, Otomo wanted to give the uh, the actors more freedom. He wanted them to kind of discover their roles and discover what it meant to be these characters and not be uh, hindered by something that was already produced and having to change their inflections. And honestly, I think like that's why Kay has so much personality, even though she doesn't do much in the movie. She like her voice actor is so great. So I actually I am going to say no, Adam. I don't think that that's true because I think that the voice acting is so much better in the in the sub than the dub. But that's okay. I, 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 I can't I can't argue against the the voice acting from one to the other. I I don't think it makes the last third of the movie make any more sense. Like I just can't. I I don't. I can't agree. And I know I haven't seen it, but it just doesn't. It doesn't make it any less like singularity and I new did it in, beginning I did it in the sub and it doesn't make any sense so I don't agree again but I just from the the first time I watched this film I was uh, enamored with it and it was my it just it, it spoke to my spirit so I don't know what that says about me I like convoluted uh, uh vibes I like convoluted vibes is what I like I mean hey one of my favorite movies this whole year has been Lost Highway, and that's a convoluted vibe, so. <laughs> Maybe that's just my style. Like, if somebody asks what kind of movie, like, what's your favorite genre? Oh, a convoluted vibe, please. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I, well, now it's just a preference of convoluted vibes, because I also dig Lost Highway. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this well, last time was, time was like the vibe of all vibes. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think it has less plot than this movie. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe it should have had less plot. The, uh, wait, uh, Akira. Yeah, if Akira had less plot, maybe it would have been better I, for you I, both. For me, it's perfect. So. Oh, it needed I, I, way I, less. I do think that that's. I think that's it. I do. Yeah. It, less you plot. You can't start things vibes. and then forget about them. I don't think they were forgotten about. I think they just couldn't be put in. And don't start them. But the sometimes you have to. I don't know. I'm a, I'm going to be 100% an apologist for this movie, and I don't care. I have lost all semblance of trying to be unbiased. I'm biased as hell and okay with it. Oh, yeah. What else? What else do you guys want to talk about? I mean, I think I've kind of said what are on my notes. Is there anything else you guys need to to say about this movie of vibes? I don't think so. I hit, I hit my highlighted sections here, so I think I'm I feel good. Yeah, no, I got I, I got the things out that I had written down. Okay, I kind of think how I know how this is going, which is devastating, and that's okay. Um, Joey, question of the of the evening: Should this film be in the book? You know, sometimes you have to debate whether it's you're going to put in Paw Patrol or Paw Patrol Mighty Pups. <laughs> And you really have to sit back and reflect and say, what plot making sense do you want the most? Um, and it's, it's, it's a hard debate sometimes. But the answer is that even though this movie is not for me and, um, you know, I tried my best, but it 100% belongs in the book because it is very influential. It is objectively good, technically spectacular. So as much as it, just isn't my thing it didn't work for me it it belongs in the book i accept i accept um i didn't have to take my headphones off like when adam said he just watched the dub um adam uh should this film be in the book uh only if it's the dubbed version i think uh (laughs) (laughs) and it ends before they get to the stadium so it's just the first two thirds. <laughs> Headphones come off, and it's um, me doing all the dubbing. <laughs> oh my, yes, one hundred percent done. I cannot wait to hear you yell Canada uh, and Tetsuo at yourself like multiple times, Mister um, Canada Punk Tetsuo. <laughs> yeah, just just that over and over that. again. That's all I do for the, two uh, hours. Oh yes, I, I mean this sounds incredible. It's probably better. It's better than the dub they currently have. Um. Okay, but to, to I guess to actually um, answer the question, um, I I definitely came into this uh totally on the fence. Um, because and it's funny because I feel like mostly what I did was bitch about this movie, but it makes it sound like I didn't enjoy it, which is not the experience that I had. Um, and so in the idea of of the book. I think that there are better uh well yeah that's that's an opinion. I think that there are anime films that I enjoy more that I've seen. But I do think kind of like a um like a Hexen, this is not a movie that I'm going to revisit all that often, but that I do think people should watch. So 
I am going to say that this movie should be in the book. I will say, I've I've watched three anime movies. This is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. Um, obviously, okay, should it be in the book? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Fuck off if you think I'd say no, because like... <laughs> if you would have came in and said no, if this would have... <laughs> been another rocky horror yeah that would have been unbelievable like you just talk yourself in at the last minute to a no yeah no i mean this is probably in my like top 10 favorite films of all time uh i i've seen it i love it i've seen it a few times and it blows my mind every time i'm constantly surprised by it it is so influential it has such an incredible legacy plus goddamn that akira slide is so good uh so yeah obviously i think that this should be in the book but my next question is in the last episode you teased that you'd watched a, an anime and hated it and i think i know what one it is but i i'd like you to tell me what it is and, now. Well, i watched another one that night actually so i've watched spirited away and ponyo and they stink i do not agree objectively do not agree they stink. Um, I actually no. I don't know no. why people okay. like them. Like okay. I get why people like this. I am going to say this right now. Um, there's something about Spirited Away that I don't understand that's going on, and it is a lot of people talking about watching it and being like, "I just don't understand it. I don't get it," and that's totally fine. It is a movie about a young girl, a young child who is trying to find herself, and maybe it's just not made for certain people, and that's okay. But I, I do not agree. I think Spirited Away is a beautiful film, and I think you both are wrong. <laughs> it stinks. Oh, my it parents are pigs. I'm in celestial land. Oh, there's a garbage. Oh. It is a stunning film that has such heart, and it is so incredible. And it makes me cry, and it makes me aways? feel like a child again. And it reminds me of what it's like to be a little girl and to be confused by my parents and confused by what I'm feeling and unable to find something in the world that I relate to. So I go off into a fairy tale land. I, I objectively disagree. But that's okay. I appreciate it. And I was right. It was Spirited Away. Also, I don't really like Ponyo that much. I think Ponyo's fine, but... Ponyo's better than Spirited Away. Oh, no, 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 Because no, Ponyo's no. at least interesting. Spirited mm. Away is, feels manipulative. A masterpiece. Uh, manipulative garbage. Oh, well, you did get hit on manipulative. Some people really don't like being manipulated by any type of movie. But I think all movies are manipulative. Sure, all and I think it's fine. movies are trying to make you I think feel this was, something. Sure, and absolutely, and I agree. I think this was purposefully like trying to do something i don't think it worked I, I, ponyo i think was more interesting i don't think it I, works i didn't like it but I, I i at least appreciate what they were trying for i don't understand spirited away and i why, think the, that ponyo is probably my least favorite ghibli film um that i've seen but at least it yeah, i knew it was spirited stink. away i knew it was spirited away there's been such talk and such talk on twitter about spirited away lately there, oh i gotta get in there there's been a ton of talk and I've been trying re- objectively not to say anything because it, I'll just be mean. Um, I'm going to start a but, riot. Uh, yeah, we would be on opposite ends of that riot. Because let me tell you. It stinks. It does it not. It stinks like that garbage monster. That's a... I can... I am... I am holding my tongue. Um, uh, oh, my big headed boss is making me clean the garbage monster thing. 
Now I'm just, now I am actually <laughs> fucking angry. Um, oh, oh no, she let the mask ghost in. Uh oh. I would stop. It's stealing I would everything. stop right now. I'm just going to walk on the train, water train tracks for nine hours. What, what is happening? Nope, I'm just going to tell you objectively you're wrong and the movie was not made for you and that's okay. You don't need to you don't need to watch it ever again. So the perfect you watched oh. it once. It wasn't for you because it wasn't made for you. And that's fine. Movies shouldn't oh. be made for perfect. everybody. It's more interesting when they're made for made for a purpose. Yes. Like Spirited Away was made for a purpose. Well, Anyways, that is I what think we, we can, think here uh, on we Akira. <laughs> uh, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on anime and, and this film. So please find us on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you could listen to us on all the places where <laughs> you find podcasts. Mm-hmm. And theoretically, next week, we're doing a season finale. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm happening. fine, Joey. Are you fine? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Um, We're, we'll just talk about Evil Dead Trap and be okay. Can we oh, do well, a quick Evil Dead so, Trap episode? So, oh can so, you please, please? Holy crap! No. Um, so here's the thing: we will do some some bits. We'll we'll do some some tops, some bottoms from the uh, from the from the 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 year that we we were talking about with films. Um, uh, we'll we'll make some jokes. We'll do some yucks. We'll talk a little bit about season five and possibly even a little bit about season six. Teasers. Yes, there's some there's some there's some things. There's some ideas I got floating around in the old noggin. Um, But uh, but yeah, next week should be fun. Um, So please, please join us for that uh, because um, because we said so. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking show up and listen because. Yeah. It will be fun. It will will be be. It we won't be. argue about Spirited Away, I promise. No, I'm never talking about that I nonsense can't, again. I can't predict that that won't happen again. I mean, <laughs> it'll probably get, it'll probably come up again. It'll be like meatloaf. I was gonna say that's that's definitely you're teasing one of the bits that yeah. definitely is gonna come up next week. God damn it! We, um, the endless water train tracks scene of the movie, or the pee break <laughs> movie, pee break part of the movie. That that could be a fun bit. I love the endless train track. I on water. I think it's beautiful. Took Anyways, a, we're took done a talking about this movie. Forty-five minute nap during that nothing. Oh my god, we're done talking about this film. Well, anyways, that was our chat on yep. Akira, and until we see you next time, I am Adam. I am Britt, and I continue to be Joey. <laughs> and uh, we will catch you next time for our season four finale.